0: Everyone. Welcome to this week's episode, this year's episode of Game Dev's Quest. Your once every so often Game Dev podcast, Fallen Two Scrubs, who. Uh, <laughs> what? What's the motto? Oh, God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> who don't do Game Dev anymore. <laughs> yeah, who
0: apparently are just. Complete hucksters. Hey guys, if we can do it, you can too. Huckster along with us, why don't you? Huckster right along into the almost second quarter of 2020.
1: Uh, You're right. Yep. And you're Taylor. Taylor? Yeah. We got it, dude. Yes. Dude, we're
0: fucking on another wavelength today.
1: Just feeling it,
0: Uh, guys. If it's not. It's not obvious we haven't done this in quite a while. In fact, Taylor reminded me that we recorded an episode in December that apparently we never posted because life was just crazy. Um, And I was like, what? We did. We looked it up. Yes, we did. Just never posted it. (laughs) So hopefully you've listened to that by now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. I don't even know what's on that. So we were probably talking about how we like wanted to get, you know, an episode out a month or I don't even know what. We probably
0: talked about uh, the game jam that was like right around that oh that's
1: probably true yeah i think that was in november omg jam 6 yeah which was actually the last time i did anything related to game dev yeah (laughs) (laughs) i don't play uh yeah dude but dude life gets in the
0: way uh yeah you know i think everyone's
1: feeling 2020
0: dude 2020 (laughs) has been a long decade (laughs) oh my
1: god it's been terrible dude it's
0: been day after day of news of significant news um i mean i just feel like man what did it start off with i swear it was like day one it was like although technically this uh if you're not aware of the ongoing uh, outbreak of covid19 uh apparently that was first attributed to uh disease cluster in China on December 30th so that was like right before the new year hmm. um, yeah so you know day well, I... one we're probably reading stories about some freaking myst- mystery disease
1: going around <laughs> yeah everyone just brushing it off like eh, it's gonna be fine um, <laughs> I ended up starting off the year being the sickest I've been in like 10 years probably with COVID um, nineteen, no, dude, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I had all the same symptoms. <laughs> like, you probably had the flu. I I had the flu for sure. My doctor uh, said I had strep throat, so that was fun. oh, yeah, it was pretty terrible. I was sick for I don't know nine days or something like that, and it was really terrible. Also, our car broke down like at the same exact time, like in the middle of when I was sick. Uh, Alia went to start the car in the morning to go to work, and it just like the engine basically blew up. And uh, I ended up like having to get the car towed to a uh, mechanic shop. shop. Yeah, and since we only have one car, I had to walk to urgent care. <laughs> so.
0: I <laughs> just Uber or something.
1: It was. It wasn't that far. It was like maybe a quarter mile or something oh
0: okay okay you're but, like i had to walk to urgent care gonna uphill both ways in the snow i was like, <laughs> pretty much yeah, dude, people were it getting felt- ready to like venmo you money or something yeah
1: like <laughs> <laughs> no it was it was bad though that was like the height of when i was the sickest so it was it was pretty terrible and then um urgent care basically was like hey you're fine there's nothing we can do for you like you're just sick so, and then come to find out, like I had a doctor's appointment a couple of days later and my, my doctor's like, he like walked in and was like, dude, I can smell strep throat on your breath. Like you're sick, that's man. Disgusting. I was like, so, what the hell?
0: Were you the one that they gave antibiotics to or like they gave something to you rather and then it turned out that like you had something completely different? Like, oh, that, no wait, Bailey just shouted to me that that's Lee, but this was somebody recently.
1: Oh, uh, urgent care Lee didn't Lee was given
0: antibiotics when he had freaking, um, the, like a staph infection or something. Oh, dang. Wait. No, <laughs> shingles. She just shouted to me. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we shouldn't be freaking broken hippa here, but... <laughs> I'm sure he didn't care.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, oh uh, he almost lost his eye from that. Wow.
0: Damn. Yeah. I thought it was you that they gave you something, and they're like, here you go, and then it turned out, like, you didn't even have, like a bacterial infection or something you had like a viral infection
1: no i mean urgent care was just like yeah uh you, it seems like you just have the bad a bad flu and this year's bad anyways um just go home take tylenol i was like okay yeah and then uh i was still sick like the next week and i i had like a regular physical scheduled and i went in for that and the guy was like what god urgent care sucks like here i'm gonna write you a prescription
0: Yeah, they do. And I think that's a big mistake is like people make is they go to that when they're having an illness like that. And they really like they're more like triage medicine in a way. Like, you know, they're not going to like sit there and run all these tests on you and do all this crazy stuff. Like once I was the sickest I ever was and like uh, they tested me for something. I said, yes, you have a viral infection. Like whatever that means, it didn't help me at all. Like I could have just stayed home and drank water and got bed rest and probably been way better off. But instead, yeah. I waited in line at urgent care, like at this, like probably with like one of the worst headaches I've ever had in my life. Like I barely remember it. Like I, it felt as though I was like hammered. Like yeah. my vision was swimming. Like I barely remember it. Like
1: yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have gone, but my work required me to. Uh, get, a get a doctor's note. Get a doctor's note, and I couldn't get a hold of my doctor, so...
0: Oh, I see. Okay, yep. so there's a lot of a lot of underlying things there.
1: Yep. Good well, old US of A, Medicare, or whatever. Yeah.
0: yeah, well, hey, you know, um, not like we uh, have had any sort of pressing need for health care in the last few weeks. I mean, <laughs> you know. Dude, yeah. <laughs> we live in the enlightened age, my friend. Like, honestly, like, just... Yeah, you know, pray it away.
1: You're good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Dude, it's been wild though. I like uh up until two or three days ago, I was like not really that concerned. Um and then like when the NBA was like, Yeah, we're canceling yeah. this season, I was like, What?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's funny, I read a I read a newspaper article too that said like, Well, if anybody ever doubted the power of sports uh, in America, like look no further. Like nobody took this thing serious until the NBA right. canceled. And then totally. it's just a casket like yeah, then, a cascade. You know, our governor at our state, like closes schools. And it's like, really the NBA had to go first for God's yeah. sake. Like,
1: <laughs> right. I know.
0: Um, you know, like I, I totally agree with, um, you know, like some stuff we were talking about before. It's like, yeah, the panic, like the overblown panic and stuff like is, is not helpful. Like people panic buying up all the toilet paper. Like that's not helpful. Yeah. You well, know? that's like,
1: for me, right. like, I'm not super scared about getting the virus. I'm more scared about, like, people's panic and reaction. Like, right. people fighting each other and, like, I've heard yeah. of uh, people, like, sacking each other's houses and stuff. It's like, what? Oh, that's crazy. Yeah.
0: I went to the store
1: last night and I think
0: you, I, I sent you uh, the pictures in the group text that we're all in. But, um, you know, that was, like, the first time that I'd had any sort of, like, panic reaction to the whole thing. Like yeah. You know, just I've been pretty nothing calm. available. Dude, it was, like, kind of horrifying in a weird way. But everybody was super chill. And, like, honestly, for the most part, like, people were kind of cheery. Like, it was weird. Like, uh-huh. it was like we were all in this, like, weird, surreal – like, we had stepped into this pocket dimension where, like, real life just, like, didn't exist anymore. And we're, like, dealing with the, absurd- the absurdness of this, like, little pocket that we were in. Yeah. And, uh, like, people were really friendly in line. Like, people were really friendly in the whole store, like – I did not expect that, you know, but it was a little crazy, like going down whole aisles that were just completely empty, you know, and I've been, you know, I, I worked on a, a store last year where I, I, I uh, the store was sold and so we had to like get everything out of there and it's like pretty surreal when you start seeing that this store that was once filled with hundreds of thousands of dollars of merchandise is now becoming empty, like, right. but it's kind of another world, like a whole other ballgame when you're in there trying to buy stuff, you know, and there yeah. was like nothing for me to buy, like. Which was kind of, you know, worrisome. And I I, I think I told you guys this too. It's like I am pretty, like, resistant to, like, you know, that sort of, like, panic feeling and stuff. But, like, when I realized that I would have to, like, scramble to get any, you know, any stuff from that store... I, I kind of I ended up buying like way more than I meant to and all this sort of stuff and I thought like well you know what like we got a baby at home oh yeah that's the other thing that happened obviously yeah. should op- open to that. But <laughs> yeah no big deal like but uh yeah I'll circle back around to that but we got, a, yeah. we got a baby at home and all this sort of stuff it's like if if me or Bailey get sick like you know we're not going anywhere we're just gonna self-quarantine and take care and all this but like that kind of involves like having enough food on hand right um so I ended up buying a little bit more than I meant to and Part of it was just like, you know, I'm like looking under shelves for food and stuff. I mean there was no bulk food, there's no produce, there's no meat, there's no dairy. Um, you know, it's like I managed to get a bunch of non perishable type stuff. But it was like all the last bits that were there. Yeah. And well, then Winco opened twenty four seven Frickin' closed and kicked everybody out while I was there. Yeah, like as I was checking out. I saw that like, too. Crazy yeah. dude. That's like this never crazy. happened. <laughs> I know, dude.
1: Yeah, everything that's like open all the time is having reduced hours or closing. So, yeah. the library that I that I worked at, you know, I guess I yeah. still kind of work there. I work in the building. Um, they started off uh, just having reduced hours, and then now they're closed for like the next couple weeks. So, you know,
0: it's probably a good thing. You know, it's like everybody keeps sharing this graphic, and I think it's really important for people to see. It's like, we're not out here to, like, vanquish this thing. We're just out here to to flatten the curve, the infection Totally. Rates. Yeah, that, that
1: actually made me feel a lot more, like, safe, I guess. Yeah. Um, because you see, like, the potential spread, because it's all just exponential. Yeah. And so if you just cut all the places out that causes that exponential growth, like, the curve does flatten. And, you know, yeah. so
0: this is a, uh, this is like all the exact type of stuff that like my wife studied in school and, and, uh, wants to work in. So it's like been really helpful to have her like to ask questions to and all this sort of stuff. But like one of the things that's also kind of illuminating too, and maybe this makes you feel better. Maybe it doesn't, but it's uh, all diseases have a reproductive rate basically. And that, that number is the number of people on average that an infected person will infect. Right. Mm hmm. And so the flu, the seasonal flu that we all deal with, and which is very deadly, you know, obviously, like, I mean, not very deadly, but quite deadly, kills 60,000 people a year annually. Yeah. I'm like, it's the end of the world. Everybody's like, oh, God, they shut up the podcast. Don't hear that little addendum I made. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, the average person with the flu infects 1.1 1. 1 people. Um, and now the CDC is releasing that the average person with COVID-19 um Infects 2.2 people. So it's like yeah. well, twice yeah. as infectious. But part of that is just because of the long incubation period before people start showing symptoms. Right. Things like that. But to give you perspective, something that people out there uh, are for some reason rallying to cease vaccinating for measles is completely airborne it's not born in the um you know droplets of the respiratory system like covid and the flu are right like sneezing coughing hacking up these droplets that's how this disease spreads measles is completely airborne and it infects uh 15 to 18 people per infected person really Yeah.
1: Wow. That's crazy. And, yeah.
0: And people don't want to vaccinate for a <laughs> disease that's like basically wiped out, but is like super scary. And we're just like, eh, hey, you know what? Let's not vaccinate. Wow. But that's the, that's the kind of the other funny thing about this whole thing is, is how many people there are that have really resistant to vaccines, yet they will turn their entire life upside down. They'll spend $70,000 buying. I'm convinced that the people that bought $70,000 of disinfectant wipes at Costco, um, are uh probably anti-vaxxers so it's like goes to show you the weird like <laughs> dichotomy and thinking like the weird mental gymnastics they have to go through
1: they're not um, anti-vaxxers they're just capitalists they're trying to capitalize <laughs> on this and sell it for a profit uh, yeah fair enough.
0: but amazon all i love that all these like yeah. online marketplaces are turning around just smacking them
1: <laughs> i do love that too yeah yeah it's crazy like this is the it's... probably one of the weirdest times i've ever lived in um just because the whole world is, like, shutting down. Yeah. Um, I think it'll illuminate a lot of the systemic problems we have in the world. Yeah. I don't know that anything will change because of that, but my only hope is that, like, we can use this period for good, you yeah. know, bring people together and realize we're kind of all in it together. You know, honestly, so. that's
0: what it feels like for me right now. And yeah. I, maybe it's just because I'm, you know, I'm a... a ch- a member of the World Wide web and I'm, you know, on Reddit and Twitter and all of these things all the time. But yeah. It really does sort of feel like that, you know, and people are using it like they're making the best of a bad situation. It, it kind of yeah. reminds me of like the people that get locked inside their apartments during hurricanes and things like that. Yeah. Um, You know, they make the best of a bad situation, you know, lots of people, new people learn how to play D and D or lots of people just right. get, you know, day drunk with their families and stuff. It's like, yeah, you know, I don't know. I, I hope that some good, I know that it's a big stress on a lot of people. I completely totally understand that. But uh you know, if you have it within your means to like hunker down and 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 you know, make the best of it, like power to you. Um Yeah.
1: I'm hoping that um we can use this as sort of like this test run for yeah, um, like remote work or... from home. Yeah. Seriously. Like uh, my there's my no reason it's come should out be... of this whole thing
0: has yeah. been like, oh, I guess we're going to find out how many of those meetings could have been emails after all. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. Because
0: everybody has meetings that could have just been an email. but
1: Oh, my God. Most of them, yeah.
0: Yeah, for real. Um, but, yeah, uh, and we got some thoughts on some things to keep you inside if you're so inclined to. We'll get back to that. But uh, real quick, I want to do justice uh, to this thing that I just glossed over. Yes. I had <laughs> a baby thing. <laughs> uh, since the last we all t- got together and chatted. Um, yeah. I think that uh, me and Taylor briefly mentioned it on uh, one of the episodes for uh, Portland Retro Gaming Expo. Um, and in fact, the last episode of that was posted right before he was born. Even though Portland Retro Gaming Expo was in October, you know, we've just been. Um, you know, really slowed down what with Taylor having a lot of projects to work on at the house and take that taking up a lot of time and then uh me making sure that I was available for my wife who was, you know, in late stage pregnancy and all that sort of stuff. Like we just really kind of slowed down on the podcast and
1: When was uh, your I kid born again? He was born uh, January twenty sixth. Okay. Yeah. Um so twenty twenty. Yeah. I've been crazy busy. Like um like, I don't know. I Wow.
0: Did I just derail you by typing to you? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> no worries.
1: I wondered about that. I almost made a joke, but I didn't. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, all right. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, I've been super busy. Um, just with lots of house stuff. Um, <laughs> I guess since... Since the last podcast, I've probably done five pretty big projects. We got a greenhouse. Yeah, what? You got
0: like a greenhouse now?
1: We got a greenhouse. We've planted a bunch more stuff outside. Built a couple planter boxes. We bought a trailer. I built this organizational unit thing, both in my garage and in my in my closet at home. So it's been pretty pretty crazy. Um, Still learning a lot. Still enjoying it but spending a lot of money. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's kind of crazy like how much like building materials and then like uh you know different project materials or yeah, you know, gardening it's, stuff like it all adds up so much.
1: It's weird because we've been like savers for so long and just to see it all just like disappear and and then let alone all the shit that's going on with the stock market i'm just like dude i'm so poor (laughs) like (laughs) i don't have anything anymore yeah uh,
0: i I couldn't let myself look at that i just
1: uh yeah it's uh it's one of those like horror movies that you like don't want to watch but you can't look away at least that's how it is for me but this is like Uh, our generation is 2008 right now which is wild except just within our generation weeks
0: yeah but what's crazy is like we were adults during that one too. (laughs) it's it's true yeah we come into that and then we have to spend the next five years basically not being able to get jobs and like right you know it's like because we were coming of age like right at that yeah and
1: yeah i was in college so i didn't have any money but yeah but
0: it's you know i i wasn't in college i was working but it was like feast or famine all the time man like i couldn't there was uh, so many places like weren't like I didn't necessarily have trouble keeping a job or getting a job, but it was like just trouble them having work for me and things like that. And right, and I managed to make a go of it, but like, dude, that screwed up a lot of stuff, you know. And I remember you and I talking, uh, probably around like 2010, 2011, and we were talking about how like mid 20s was like our generation's like midlife crisis type thing, especially with like people coming out of college like right around that time and then just being faced with, you know, cause it was kind of the first generation they were coming out of college and realized that like going to college and getting a degree was not a guarantee of a job, especially right. in their preferred field and stuff like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And maybe every generation goes through that, but I remember that was kind of a big wake up call for uh, us. And, um, now it's kind of crazy cause it's like, we're you know, 10 years away from that, 12 years away from that. And it's like happening again. And it's like, God, we're never going to get a leg up, you know?
1: I know. It kind of makes me pretty jaded about the stock market because I've been like trying to aggressively save and -hmm. then to literally see it all disappear in a matter of weeks. Yeah. I'm like, what? Because one of my buddies at work, uh, he's like really into trading and stuff. And he was looking at some of the levels. And on Thursday, um, we had the stock market hit like at noon our time levels that they were at, at in 2011 yeah. so like in just a couple of weeks we lost nine years of progress it's like yeah. what pretty crazy man but <laughs> yeah. you know
0: when the president comes out and says that none of it's his fault and all that like yeah the market's gonna dive like
1: you know, yeah the,
0: the market is based off of stability and right now like there's just not much of that to go around yep um, we've been i was talking to some other people it's like we've been sold this like pipe dream that like our world is undisruptible. I mean, for God's sake, like stores don't even close on major holidays. Like, right. well, you know, why, but, and so now there's a little sickness going around that people are trying to convince you early on. It's like, well, it's just like getting a cold. And like, yeah, maybe that is the case for a lot of people and that's fine. But like now the NBA is closing up but now all this happening. And it's like, I think it, it's really kind of throwing people for a loop because we've been living in this weird, um, unbreakable world in a sense right and it's just proven not to be the the case so
1: yeah um, and like westerners i mean
0: yeah pretty you know, much my whole
1: yeah like our whole lives almost we've been in wars and like has it directly affected the way i live no you know right it's right like, exactly so we don't know what the the real world is like yeah so exactly it's kind of kind of odd
0: so, yeah, it's been kind of an adventure, taking a baby through all this sort of stuff. But uh, Yeah. Um,
1: I know. I said to you guys the other day, you and Danny, like how tough it would be to like have a kid right now or like be expecting. And I didn't think about one of my other good friends from college is they're having a baby in like two weeks. I'm yeah. like, dude, right at the like peak of this stuff, that's got to be yeah. so like the added level of stress. Yeah, and well, you
0: know what's crazy is, like, uh, it was definitely on both of our minds, like, when we were going in, because, like I said, this thing kind of came out of the radar at end of December, and then, like, early January, we're hearing a lot more about it, and then they're closing down Wuhan in January and all this crazy shit, and it's like, oh my god, like, you know, uh, we were like, uh, I hope this doesn't make landfall in the United States before we give birth, and I'm pretty sure it did, but it was like, okay, it's far away, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. uh, so it was, a, it was like nerve-wracking, you know. And finally like the other day the hospital we gave birth in finally like quarantined off like the the ba- the birthing center so that like only parents uh could come in and out like nobody else. Yeah. Which is I think smart. a good move.
1: I agree. Um, you know, yeah. and
0: they say like babies are pretty resilient to this whole thing, but like who actually really knows? I mean, right. You know, this could all change. It's all relatively new, so. Yeah. Um so it's been, yeah, it's been kind of spooky. And I th- I can't even imagine having him, like, now at the peak of it. So your buddy, man, like.
1: Dude, I know. Oof. I feel for him. Yeah. But they're strong. They, they're they confident. And yeah, that's good. Whatever. So I think it'll be fine. That's good. But, um. yeah. the The other thing that happened for me, at least since we last spoke, was, uh, prepped and interviewed for permanent spot on my team oh yeah uh i guess two weeks ago still waiting to hear but felt like i did pretty well but we'll see i'm gonna be pretty bummed if i don't get it i think i'll have to really think about what i'm gonna do with my life if i don't get it (laughs) yeah so
0: I freaking um, interviewed for a position down in your neck of the woods and I was 90% sure I got it because they called my freaking references and did a background check on me and all this sort of stuff, which is like unheard of for somebody who didn't get the job. And then finally they go, ah, sorry, man, you're, you were second best. I was like, you fucks, how <laughs> dare you?
1: Was this one of the ones that talked to me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. I, I was going to ask you about that. I talked to that guy for so long too. Dude. I know. He talked
0: to one of my other guys for three (laughs) hours. And I didn't Uh, get the job.
1: (laughs) That's crazy.
0: I know, man. Wow. Um, Yeah, it was uh, for a defense investigator with Lane County Public Defenders. So I was, like, really looking forward to that.
1: Would that have been in Eugene? Yeah. Oh, wow. That could have been cool. Yeah, it's, like, right downtown. Yeah. Probably Um, could.
0: Yeah, it would have been really cool. I was really excited for that. But it just didn't quite work out. But... Um, uh, uh, kudos. The person that, uh, that got hired over me probably just definitely had more experience than me. That's kind of my, like, lacking thing. It's like I have a lot of experience, but I'm pretty, you know, like, young in my field. So, yeah. Um, same. Uh, but, yeah, you know, the other thing about kind of going on self quarantine a little bit and, uh, and having a baby is how many freaking games I got to play. I slowed down the last, like, week or two because baby's been pretty fussy, but, uh, Dude, I got a lot of game time in. Played a lot of Divinity Original Sin 2.
1: Hell yeah, um, dude.
0: Freaking nuts, dude. That game is so good. So good. Um, Played um a lot of uh, Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild on the Switch. Nice. A lot, of, a lot of more Stardew Valley. Um, And then also, God, what the heck else was I playing? Um, I'm trying to open my Steam library so I can look, but it's... Taking a long time. Finally, went through and beat Kingdom Come Deliverance, which was freaking awesome. Uh, oh my god. Uh, this is what I've been wanting to talk to you about, too. Also, I've been playing this game called Battletech, which is amazing. It's a um, Mech Warrior. I think it's Mech Warrior. Um,
1: I was title. Say it's that, really cool. That sounds like mech.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. It's really good. And like the lore is so amazing. Uh, so, that's been a lot of fun. Also played uh, another game by Paradox. The guys that did Crusader Kings, they have like a Space 4X game called Stellaris, which is also really good. But I've been playing this game called RimWorld. Oh, my God. I can't stop playing RimWorld. Um, <laughs> they talked about buying that it.
1: Butterscotch a little bit. Sounds pretty cool. Did they? Yeah.
0: Um, I ended up buying it because um, it's... Uh, the 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 developer touted it as a procedural story generator. Hey, hang on, we got to pause it real quick. Don't don't touch anything, but I'll be right back. Okay. 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 Um, you still there? Yep. Sorry about that, man. So, anyway. No. Uh, baby life. You started crying. Eh,
1: gotta gotta um, wipe some baby ass.
0: Gotta wipe some <laughs> <that> baby <laughs> ass. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It is funny, just like how babies are babies are so funny dude. And we can talk more about that later but okay.
1: <laughs> um, so you're talking about Rimworld. Rimworld. Right? Yep. Yeah.
0: Sorry, thought you broke up. Anyway, oh. um, so Rimworld, I I ended up picking it up because the game developer touted it as a procedural story generator, which like, hey, that sounds like Rhett Weisenfeld's fuel, right? Yeah, now, it does. <laughs> um So I looked at some screen caps of it, and it looked like a game that I was kind of interested in, kind of not. It's kind of one of these survival management type games. And years ago, I bought this early access title called Towns, where you don't really control the people so much as you kind of give them directives and have them do stuff. And the game never kind of got off the ground. and stayed in early access until the developer gave up on it. But it's also kind of similar to a game called Banished, which is a really fun one. Or Frostpunk is another one that was on Humble Bundle. Uh, recently, that's kind of similar, where it's like you don't necessarily control people; you kind of get your people to do stuff by uh, manipulating different parameters of the game. And so it's kind of this top-down 2D, like, and people said like it's like Dwarf Fortress meets this these other games, meets this game or whatever. And I was like, all right, man. I was yeah. looking at it, and people were just describing the scenarios that were happening. I was like, this sounds awesome. So I bit the bullet and got it, and oh my god, it's so freaking addicting. Um, it's so hard it's so challenging but once you figure it out man it's so rewarding and it's so fun and it just keeps unfolding these little novel scenarios that you've like didn't ex- expect um, you know because like I said he, he, it's it's a procedural story generator you're watching these like characters lives unfold and they develop like relationships with their fellow um, <laughs> townspeople and, and foreigners even not foreigners but like uh, visitors I guess Um also the sheer size of the game is crazy. So you, the, like the, yeah, the I saw
1: that you could zoom out to like the world.
0: Yeah. So like it's two different maps basically. Like you don't really zoom. Oh, okay. Uh, but like, yeah. So like you play on one screen and it, it, you know, the play screen, I guess uh, the play screen map, it's like, it's pretty big, man. Like I've never even gotten close to filling up any, I, I think the, the biggest I've probably done is like 20% of building on that and, and filling it up. Um, but then you go to the world map and you're on this tiny little hex and the tiny little hex represents your play screen map. And there are thousands of hexes that you can play on. <laughs> wow. You know? <laughs> and there's other settlements controlled by, uh, different factions and things like that, controlled by the computer and, uh, hostile factions will come and attack you and you can go and attack them if you want. Um, you can trade with, Um, neutral or friendly factions and get like caravans going Um, yeah man it's so freaking addicting you know and it's kind of has like space travel in it like combined with other stuff Uh, ultimately I think like the point of I I guess I don't know because I'm I'm trying not to look too much stuff up but it's like there's a, a tree of like research that you can do where eventually like you can build like space stuff and like maybe fly off the planet and go to another planet like I don't know huh Dang. Um yeah. So it's like one
1: of those never ending games basically.
0: Yeah, essentially. And it just keeps yeah. unfolding and, and it's fun because like I had a couple games like my bet my best game so far I I had to go for like twenty hours and Dang. it was like it was like every single time I thought it was over previously I just you know, started over and generated a new world and started playing just to keep going. But I was like, let's just keep playing it out and I was able to kind of bounce back by the skin of my teeth every single time. But man, it's like some of those freaking <laughs> failures that were hitting me were just like so catastrophic. Yeah. Um, you know, like one of them, I ended up like opening up this, this I was mining and it was like a wall and I was like, "What's this?" And I opened it up and it had like alien mechanoids inside that started like attacking me, <laughs> and I I survived off of like pure luck. Um but there was a bunch of like cryostasis pods inside and i had my guys open them up and inside one was like one person or there was a bunch of people there was like four people but i was only able to save one and i was only able to get one to join my village or whatever and but that one that i got to join was uh had a a, a like i guess a character fault or flaw identified in the game as pyromania I was like, well that can't be too bad. Well, no. She got up in the middle of the night and started lighting <laughs> fires around my base and oh, my. killed everyone in their sleep essentially.
1: <laughs>
0: um Wow dude. Yeah. So That's that's amazing. Yeah. So that game has been taking up a lot of my my, my time and I've been really I, enjoying it.
1: The it's funny, like the graphics remind me of like prison what is mm-hmm. that? Uh, prison Architect. Prison prison yeah, architect exactly the, like the people are just kind of like really yeah, like basic little... they almost look a little like stick figures almost yeah it but looks like I the could... escapists or yeah. prison
0: architect yeah for sure
1: um uh, but yeah i could see how how crazy this could get and that scenario you just described there was like really funny
0: yeah like, like i wonder if i can <laughs> share that like can i share this screenshot with you how do i do that okay let me save the screenshot and i'll send it to you it's the only one i've taken so far um but uh yeah it's just yeah. It, there's a bunch of scenarios like that that, that come up you know it's like the, the there's so many things that you don't expect and that's really what's what's uh pretty fun about it
1: um i haven't been playing games really but uh this reminded me uh dwarf fortress is on steam now i don't know if yeah. we've talked about this but it has like a makeover coming yeah it's the... had a
0: ui for quite a while actually yeah
1: it's not out yet um but it's supposed to be coming out pretty soon. The other thing is I've been uh, reading more often, uh, more regularly. Yeah, we and... talked about this
0: kind of a Kurtz thing.
1: Yeah. Um, I've been reading some good books, um, but related to this, I've been going through some bo- uh, Boss Fight books. Nice, uh, that yeah. That collection, I've I've finished two of them. Uh, I finished the Chrono Trigger one the other day, and that like reminded me how interesting that game is. But the one I just started reading... Is about the game. I think most people say ZZT, um, yeah. but technically it's pronounced zit. And, <laughs> and that was uh, Tim Sweeney's first game. Huh. He made it back with all like the shareware games, you know, where he'd, he'd, he'd like send people the disks on floppy or like upload them to BBS systems and and get it uh, that way. But it's interesting, like looking at looking at that game kind of reminds me of what our very first game that we were making yeah, where it's like yeah. a text-based game, but what he did with it is so cool. It's like, he basically drew out these maps and all the different characters, you know, look like, you know, he uses like, um, well, like the character is a smiley face, but then there's all these different, yeah, like, smile ASCII and characters. Yeah. Smiling Donnie. <laughs> um, <laughs> But it's been interesting. It, it like, brings me back wanting to play these old school, like, DOS yeah. games, you know? Um, and it's just so... It's this whole idea about, like, constraints um, making it more fun. Because, like, these characters, they're literally one ASCII character. Yeah. And he's, like, made this world out of it. So you kind of have to use your imagination, which is cool. Yeah. So been reading that. It's been interesting, like... Because the boss fight book series, I didn't really know what they were about, but basically each author takes a uh, video game that they yeah. like really enjoyed, and they just like write their like how passionate they are about that game and why. Yeah, and, yeah.
0: Uh, uh, I think the one a lot of people, I think the most famous one that probably a lot of people have read is um, Earthbound. B- 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 yeah, Earthbound.
1: Yeah, that that's actually the book is amazing. Like,
0: yeah. In fact, the, uh, now that I'm remembering, uh, you and I talked about this at a. Portland Retro Gaming Expo
1: yeah it's uh, it's just fascinating like hearing this guy's uh, journey through life and how it connects to Earthbound um, and it's kind of cool like I had watched a lot of stuff about Earthbound and I played through Chrono Trigger and so I was a little bit skeptical like reading a book about a video game that I've never like played, played or knew anything about but it's actually super fascinating like part of it for me is like I don't necessarily have to play these games now. Yeah. I can sort of experience them as like a third person yeah. type of watcher kind of thing, you know? Absolutely. Um, so if any of you picked up that Humble Bundle uh, collection, Boss Fight books, they're super fun. They're like really easy to read too. You could just like read a couple pages and, you know, go go do something else. It's like perfect. So, um but also been reading uh, the Expanse. I started book Girl. one a while back. It's interesting though because with all the coronavirus stuff,
0: <laughs> yeah, the proto molecule.
1: I'm like, what the hell, dude? Everything like my mind is being consumed by like spreading virus stuff. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, but I've enjoyed it so far. I don't know. I don't want to give away any spoilers, but. I'm interested to see how it can distinguish itself um, in this genre that it's picked. Because I feel like it's going to turn into space horror. No. Um, It's not. Okay. I was hoping it wouldn't.
0: Yeah, not really. Okay. Um, The second one... There might be... Like, like the first one's probably... I kind of thought the same thing. Like, the first and second one's kind of... Are, I guess, the closest to that. But, yeah, not in my mind, anyways
1: okay cool that actually uh makes me feel better because i didn't want it to turn into like dead space or whatever yeah no but
0: i'm um yeah i uh, i haven't read it in a long time but i was about halfway through uh chibola burn and uh which is the fourth one.
1: Oh wow okay yeah um i mentioned this to you at kurtz but i also am uh one book away from being caught up in the Dresden files. Nurse.
0: So, yeah. Whoa.
1: <laughs> I talked about this a long time ago cuz there's so many books. Um, but when I work outside, I just plug in an audiobook. So like I get through like four or five hours of an audiobook like two or three times a week, you know. What are what are some highlights,
0: so, dude? Cuz Dresden's like my my jam. Like
1: it's my favorite. Oh man. Still. Well, my favorite my favorite thing in the entire series, I can't say because it's a huge spoiler, um, but it's the book, one of the la- the last books that was written, and it's just like they took the whole story and turned it on its head for one book. Um, yeah. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Well, you're probably
0: talking about like Ghost Story kind of stuff.
1: I think it's Ghost Story. I can never remember the names because I just after changes
0: like, w- the book literally titled what it does to the series. <laughs>
1: Chichen Itza or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's Changes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so it is the one. It's after the only, that one.
1: it's the only book in the
0: series with one word title. Cause all the, otherwise, like all of the, all of the books are oh, two, yeah, two, two words two and they words. kind of have multiple meanings. But yeah, he definitely got to a point. He's like, all right, time to shake this up. And yeah. he put all of his pieces in and, and shook it up like he was playing Yahtzee and tossed it on out. And he's like, yeah, it's called Changes because things change.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but one of my favorite things, too, was um, after... Because I, I finished, like, all the audiobooks except for Skin Game, which is the latest one. I, I need to read the, that one. Um, but I also had the short stories. And that was fun because you learn about, like... Well, first you read, like, his very first works for the yeah. Dresden series, like his the Dresden characters and everything, uh, which was cool just, like, seeing where the idea came from and uh so it's just kind of fun he also just um you know because when you start the dresden files he you he's an investigator so he like does all these cases all the time but you always just get like the big ones and so it was fun to just have some that were like a one-day thing you know did you read
0: the second short story collection so the, the first one's called mean streets and then the second one's called um Oh, shit. I don't even know. <laughs> um, I remember were... when I was in Rome. Uh...
1: Yeah. If I saw it, I would know what it was called. Uh, maybe.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Not Mean Streets. He had side jobs and briefcases.
1: I don't know if I got briefcases or not. Briefcases is, I think, the one I was thinking of. Anyway,
0: that one's really good. The last story is, like, one of my freaking favorite ones. He Is it the writes... one
1: with the Yeti?
0: Yeah, Bigfoot.
1: Okay. Yeah, Bigfoot, yeah.
0: Yeah. Bigfoot's son actually. But
1: Yeah, yeah. Um okay, yeah, it's really one. good. And anybody listening, they're like,
0: That sounds really dumb. No, it's really it's handled so well, like, in the face of of the Dresden verse. And like there's a, a scene in Skin Game where he like meets his character that's kind of like a Bigfoot type character, and he's like, Hey, like, I know all about your people, I'm pleased to meet you And he tries to go through like the protocol like he does with um Like with everybody else, like when he meets Faze or when he meets whoever. And he goes through like the protocols of being like a person who sort of remembers the rules of like the Accords and hospitality and all this. And this guy just like swats him and he goes, you don't know thing about my people and anybody who (laughs) respects you is a bitch. Like, you know, (laughs) and um, and so you get to see because Dresden tries to say like, oh, I've met I've met your people before. And and so you get to see how he's met those people. And it's like really cool. Yeah, Um, that is cool. And I read that one. And there's a there's um, stories about like Anastasia Lucio, and she's like a young woman, like, and she g- goes into the Wild West to ch- track down Kemler, the necromancer. Um, and she teams up with free, I think I
1: think it's like Wyatt Earp. She teams up with Wyatt Earp. Oh, for it it's so badass. I didn't I didn't read that one. That's interesting.
0: But then there's one um, where Dresden goes to the zoo. Did you read that one? He goes to the zoo with his family, uh-huh. and he uh.
1: Uh, anyway, let not have got all of them from briefcases, then.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's the last one in the, in briefcases, and um, it's really good. It uh, he tells the same story from all three perspectives, including the dogs, including Mouse's perspective.
1: Oh, that's cool! And
0: it is so <laughs> well done. <laughs> oh man, it just like leaves you in tears at the end of it because it's so, such like a beautiful story. Dang! Um, but yeah, he's got um, yeah. And briefcases. He's got B is for Bigfoot. Uh, he's got another one called I Was a Teenage Bigfoot, uh, and then he has one called Bigfoot on Campus. Um,
1: I think that's the one I must have read. Yeah,
0: and then the last the last one I was just talking about was called Zoo Day.
1: Um, okay. Huh.
0: And it takes cool place man. after Skin Game. Um,
1: oh, interesting.
0: Yeah, but dude, read Skin Game because it's so good. <laughs> yeah.
1: After I finish the first book in the Expanse, I'm gonna read Skin Game. So yeah um, Skin
0: Game is one of the best ones and you know uh, well, I won't go into too many spoilers other than what I mentioned but uh, it's common knowledge so and I think I've already told you but uh, yeah. Jim Butcher <laughs> has come out and said that every five books Nicodemus and the Fallen Angels uh, come back yeah um, so this is the 15th book so Nicodemus comes back yeah and how is it going to roll out with you know Dresden like kind of like now being beholden to other powers and stuff dude oh so good <laughs>
1: Yeah, I got Alia reading them, so um, it's interesting. She, What's funny, because we've talked about how um, there's some sexism issues with it, and so yeah. it's interesting hearing her perspective. She said she feels like this is basically a man's version of romance novels, <laughs> which I um, thought was so funny.
0: Alia said that?
1: Yeah, Ali said yeah, that.
0: I can kind of see that because he cranks them out, some, like so many of them. They're very yeah. pulpy. Yeah. Totally, yeah. Um, I can totally see that, especially like the first two or three. Right. And then they, they yeah, definitely elevate after that. But Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I've so. kind of thought that I, – i I've made this similar comparison before. And it's easy to make too because like paranormal romance is like one of the number one like romance genres and it's predominantly <laughs> written by men. Um, That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. And then I was thinking about his sexism as well, and I was just looking at uh, titles and briefcases, and there's one called Bombshells, and it's about um, Molly, Justine, and Andy <laughs> oh <my laughs> all gosh. getting together to fight. <laughs> oh, no. Um, it's a good story, though. Um, yeah. But they, if I do recall, they do dress uh, skimpily to go and fight the Foam War. Of Fomar. course, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I, think, I, think, I think it's after Ghost Story, but it's like before Cold Days. Which dude? Oh my god, isn't Cold Days such a freaking good book?
1: That one was fun too. Oh, yeah. Oh,
0: dude. So awesome. Anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I also started since I finished those on audiobook, I started Mistborn, which is pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, Cuz Alia really likes likes Mistborn. Did she
0: read all 3 of them?
1: Yeah. What did she I think, think she of read... the third one? Um, I don't know. She oh. really she said she said she really liked the trilogy um and she read the other ones as well yeah like steelheart Uh, stuff yeah yeah there's there's another like trilogy that's not finished and she said um it's like maybe not worth it but
0: Mm.
1: uh but i don't know so i'm liking them so far though they're they're kind of interesting they have uh to me a little bit more old school like uh fantasy type feel to them which I haven't had in a while. So it's kind yeah, of nice. That's what's kind
0: of fun. Yeah. I've been reading, um, Jim butcher's, um,
1: codex. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh, codex. Yeah. Yeah. Furies is the first one, I think. Um, yeah, shit. It's really good, but it's, and it's totally like epic fantasy. It's got that old school vibe to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's fun. Um, yeah. And then I, I've been doing like a lot of writing and stuff in a specific genre. So I've been going back through and like reading a lot of like specific, like, Sword and Sorcery and like Grim Dark and stuff, and uh, got into Joe Abercrombie for the first time, which like people have been telling me to read for a long time. Holy shit, Joe Abercrombie can write.
1: <laughs> huh. yeah,
0: his books are really good. He does, uh, I think, one called like Best Served Cold, um, uh, something else. I can't remember them all, but they're Grim Dark books, uh, just real gritty, like low fantasy books. Uh, those are a lot of fun. And then I've got way of Kings by Brandon Sanderson on my shelf, like ready to go. Nice. I'm just kind of like trying to work up to it. Cause it's like a thousand pages. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> oh man. Yeah. He has so many books that are so long.
0: Yeah. Um, he does. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's funny. I listen
0: to his podcast, you know, uh, writing excuses and they just always, uh, talked they always do the whole thing about like, how do you beef up word count? Or how do you cut word count? And Brandon's like, well, don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I can't help ya. I write that's you know five hundred thousand word books. Yeah.
1: Um, man. Yeah. It's wild. Um so changing airs a little bit. Uh I've been thinking a lot about Anodyne. Um, if you remember that game. Yeah. Kind of just like gave me some, some vibes, some feels. Uh and it's interesting, I looked at Epic Game Store today and Anodyne 2 was free. So it was like there perfect timing. So I pulled that up and started playing it today, but got me kind of inspired. Um, I've been chewing on some ideas that I haven't really spent any time outside of my brain working on. Mm-hmm. So, uh, started a little document and then I started, I pulled up pixel edit for the first time forever. Yeah. And I got this little character going. So that was kind of fun. That was like my first venture back into game dev. Um, the the funny thing is though, like I we've talked about just how I've gone through all these different engines and I can't pick one right now. Yeah. I pulled up Unity, like I updated it. I pulled up Unity, dude, and it looks so foreign to me. I'm like, I don't even know how to use this thing anymore. Mm-hmm. Like it's so complicated. Um so I don't know what I'm going to do. But yeah. I feel you. Well, like, uh, you know what did we always tell people
0: at the early stages of game does quest sometimes you just got to pick an engine and roll with it
1: yep for sure
0: and uh it's funny how that works Um, i know
1: if you don't like because that's the thing like i haven't really used it in like a year and a half yeah and so like i just got out of the swing of it and i forgot everything so i don't know Something similar happened to me,
0: but not with Game Engines. Um, so I think we talked about it before. Maybe not, because um, we didn't. We haven't really podcasted that much. But uh, I've been working at a local music recording studio.
1: Yeah, um, you mentioned it to me. Probably not on the podcast.
0: Yeah, so I've been doing this, and it's been kind of like I've been helping my buddy out from my old band once a week. It's kind of like his assistant and like learning the ropes and sort of. Well, now I am uh, a full-fledged lead engineer there. I can use the studio uh, on my Dang own dude. if I'd like, which is really cool. Um, that is cool. But uh, you know, over there we use Pro Tools, and mm. uh, you know, which was um, kind of an it was an easy adjustment to make because I've seen you know I've seen Pro Tools before, but also like I, I use a lot of DAWs, and primarily I use Free Loops, but uh, or FL Studio. But uh, I've been freaking trying to get back into FL Studio, and I'm like doing everything the Pro Tools way, and I'm like, where is it? Like, it truly does feel like everything <laughs> moved on me by like half an inch, you know? Yeah, uh, you're like for trying sure. to remember where certain buttons are, or like you're using the hotkeys or the shortcuts from Pro Tools. It's like, ah, oh, what the hell is going on? Like, where is everything? Yeah. Um,
1: it's weird, man. It's like you feel like you you at one time knew something so well, and then you come back to it not even really that long after using it, you know? And it's like, what? This is so different. It's like a foreign language, dude. I don't know. So (laughs) I don't know what I'm going to do. You'll figure it out. But
0: maybe you'll have time, uh, you know, because the world is kind (laughs) of slowly going into self-quarantine a little bit here. Uh Um, And you know what? We thought of a fun way that if anybody listening – wants an excuse to stay inside, work on a project, doing whatever, we might be able to assist you with that. Uh Uh-huh. We're thinking of dropping (laughs) the next iteration of the One Mechanic Game Jam. (laughs) But I don't think me and Taylor (laughs) were talking. Of course, we haven't talked about it since, so maybe he's on a different page than I am now. But this will be no ordinary One Mechanic Game Jam. No, sir. We normally have given you a weekend to make your One Mechanic game, except for OMG Jam 6, where we give you a whole week, which people yep. seem to really enjoy. No, sir, I we're thinking about extending this bitch out and letting you have, I don't know what, three weeks, four weeks? Yeah, do a month. We're giving you an OMG
1: Jam quarantine edition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was trying to like think of names. I almost wanted to... Uh, maybe, I don't know if we want to keep the One Mechanic game jam name maybe we should but I was thinking like stay home jam quarantine jam I don't think corona jam really is no, appropriate no. but <laughs> um, uh, maybe we keep the
0: acronym yeah uh, so we got OMG so maybe it's like outside must go
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes that's it <laughs> Uh, I don't know. We could just do OMG Jam 7 Stay Home Edition or something.
0: Oh, oh, oh. It's the Outbreak Mechanic Game Jam. There you go. And your goal is not to use one mechanic, but it's to use mechanics that are reminiscent of Outbreaks. Yeah. Huh? Eh? I like it. Don't mock me. I'm asking you
1: if this is a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) It's not bad. Uh... (laughs) We could do that. I oh, don't. I don't really care too much about like what it's called or okay. Well, the I do necessarily, so. <laughs> but okay.
0: Because the problem is, is we own omgjam.com. dot <laughs> com.
1: <laughs> Have we ever used it though? No, I just didn't want it to get swiped <laughs> out from under me. <laughs> oh man! All right. We'll do OMG Jam 7, and one of the themes will just be stay home, and another theme will be pandemic, and another theme will be quarantine. That's uh? too much, Taylor. That's too much. <laughs> okay. and we're just constantly reminding
0: people of how miserable life is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, I think we're going to yeah. have to talk about this off air.
1: <laughs> we will,
0: yeah. But uh, by the time you guys are listening to this, chances are we'll uh, hopefully have announced It'll be it and. And, yeah, throwing it up and, and uh, yeah, we'll hopefully, like, I don't know, maybe be, like, playing your games and talking to you guys in the Discord. Um, yep. So uh, look by out that for that. time,
1: maybe I'll have an engine.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I don't know. We're right at about an hour, and me and Taylor have so much more catching up to do because we haven't talked in forever. However, I don't feel like it's appropriate to hold you all hostage. So I think what we're going to do... Uh, we're gonna let you go here, and we'll catch y'all next week. Um, and, uh, if it's not me and Taylor, maybe it'll be someone else. Dum bum bum. Mm. More information coming soon. Um. So, yeah, guys, hopefully uh, you all able to make the best of this bad situation getting in on your game jam time. Hell, or er, er, game jam or, or game dev, rather. But, hell, even if you're not working on game dev, don't, you know, go easy on yourself. You know, give yourself a little bit of grace. Maybe play some games, watch some shows, read a book, write a story, draw yeah. a picture. Um, enjoy your family. Spend some time with your pets. Uh,
1: Seriously. A whole... I've actually... Yeah, i am <laughs> <I'm> actually... <laughs> Sorry. I've actually really benefited from just like not not doing it for a little while, I think. Yeah. I like my life feels more well-rounded right now. Yeah. Uh and I don't I'm not putting so much pressure on myself, so I just like come home and kind of do what I want to do. Yeah. I'm still productive, but oftentimes it's like I don't know, like this week I just like went outside, worked on my yard, then like uh Came in and read, then went to bed. Perfect. Like, great day. I was yeah. happy about it. You yeah. Know? And that's the thing, so. man. You know, you're the type of person,
0: you got you to gotta give yourself a little leeway to, like, be productive yep. in other ways, you know. For sure. You got, you got a tendency to go balls out on stuff. And, uh, and I then, do, and, and it then ends up not being up. healthy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, y'all so. listen and take notes from Taylor's book, and, uh, you know, go and be productive in other ways, uh, you know. Hell, I, I always count, like hygiene as productivity. You know what I mean? Like take a shower, <laughs> for God's sake. You know? Like I'm not kidding, you know? So like yeah. you know, I'm not it's, like hygiene yeah. a- averse by any means, but like sometimes you just gotta give yourself points for
1: the little stuff. So um, Totally. Yeah, make your bed in the morning. You'll feel good about it. And not me, that's a bullshit rule. I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I like it. I yeah, like well, coming back you. home and the the bed is made. Good for you. I'm going to
0: break into your house from now on and just trash your bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Undo everything you worked for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Oh, but, man. guys, uh, we appreciate you sticking, uh, sticking with us and uh, we yeah. appreciate you all uh, hanging out in the Discord. And if you guys want to come and join that conversation, you can go to bit.ly forward slash GDQ Discord. Uh, if y'all want to hit us up on Twitter, you can do that at game devs quest. And if y'all want to support us a little bit financially, buy yourself some games or books or software to uh, keep yourself cozy in your self-imposed quarantine, or maybe soon to be mandated quarantine, who knows? Um, you can uh, buy some stuff on humblebundle.com using our affiliate link, a little bit of your purchase that you can control, by the way. It goes to keeping our lights on. And there's lots of cool stuff. I've been buying a lot of like D&D supplements because uh, my D&D podcast is kind of full swing and a new adventure. They also got lots of really cool games. I'm still part of the Humble Choice bundle, which is kind of like their, their humble monthly thing now. Instead, you get to kind of choose some games rather than just getting them blasted at you. Um, you can do that by going to bit.ly forward slash GDQ hyphen humble. Um and anything you buy within twenty four hours of using that link will go to us. And, you know, hey, we could use a little help keeping our keeping our server fees paid uh during this if we can't go to work. Uh but you know, hey, don't stretch yourself too thin uh if you can't swing it. We just appreciate the thought. The 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 kind thoughts will keep us warm at night.
1: Um yep. Taylor, you got anything else to add? No, thanks for uh, hanging out with us. It's been a while. Y'all, Appreciate it's been y'all. a great
0: pleasure. Thank you for sticking with us. Hey, we'll catch y'all next week, all right? Yep. Hey, cue that music.
1: Yeah, buddy.